Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode each week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. And I'm Kat. And this week we are talking about season one, episode one, The Pilot. Exciting. I know. Ooh, so so exciting. <laughs> Oh boy. We are sitting here in my bedroom, which given that this came out when I was 17 years old in 2005, oh I think God. it just is really appropriate that... That we're sitting in my bedroom at night. At night, in the daytime. It, all that's really missing is um, my Orlando Bloom posters. Oh boy, my that, Travis Fimmel posters. Uh, oh my god! Like because I'm in your bedroom, it's even weirder. Because like when this show came out, I was 18 and was like completely oblivious to this. Because unlike some, I came into it when I was in my single mid 20s mm-hmm. and um so i didn't have the same experience of you which obviously we will talk about it we will talk about we it we will talk actually about it. talk about it now tell talk me about it now. Okay. tell me tell me your intro to so the wonderful intro to world. this so um taking it back taking it back so i think like i'm gonna say 2013 2000 maybe 2014 i'm very much clearly late to the party mm-hmm but so you love me, a stale. Oh, I love a good stale. But I also like a good binge. So I don't like this one one to week episode thing. So this is going to be a very big challenge for me in this podcast. It's going to we're all going to go on a journey. Oh, that's like true. Not. Actually, you hate it when you have to like watch. Oh, oh one by one, one episode, one by mm, one. <laughs> I, mm, I cannot do it. I, you know. So I got into Supernatural. I'm going to say 2014. Um, my best friend Jess, who is a big Supernatural fan, and was definitely like yourself, watched it from the beginning. When it came out, was very much into it. She was very much about uh, Dean. We will talk about it, but she was very much about Dean, and I'm pretty sure she'd be okay with me saying that on her behalf. When I watched it, she was like, you need to get into it. It's a great show. It's not spooky, which, I mean, I love a good spook, but it's very camp, very camp. Yeah, so I started watching it when I was in my mid-20s and was like, what is this fabulousness? What is this? Now, if like to you, I'm like, say about it. Let's I, I, let's let's talk about you have, it. You've been talking this up, and I'm really mm-hmm. like like. I'm oh, str- I have an. I'm, this is a an audio visual presentation. Audio of, visual. Of what? How, yeah, I know. I'm going to have to cut some stuff out because it's not going to make sense. But it will be on our Instagram as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. So. Oh my god. To paint your picture, it's 2006. Uh, if you can't tell from our lovely accents, we're Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't get things at the same time as the US. Nope now in 2021 let alone oh. in 2005 yeah. so although oh, no. the series premiered in 2005 we didn't start watching it did, came to australia in 2006 oh, i didn't know that i didn't yeah. know that. which which is why we were talk when we were talking about it pre-production i was like hang on no the show started in 2005 mm-hmm. like what are you talking about but that makes sense because i didn't know i did not know that yeah what, what channel was it on Get ready. Oh, oh, okay. This is where the audio like, visual oh, element comes sorry into Sorry that was it. very loud, guys, but I'm like, <laughs> I, oh, I am interested. Get ready. So firstly, I just want to shout out the Supernatural Wiki. Okay. Um, you yes. guys are my heroes. You oh, have so much information. Yes. You have so much knowledge. You've put so much work into it, and I love you. But when I was on the Supernatural Wiki, <laughs> in their sort of like extra info section, okay. I found something. Oh, boy. That I'm going to show you now. So um, this is all going to get cut out because it's not going to make any sense. But, but I get to see it. But you get to see it. Okay. I'm here for this. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What I just showed Kat was the original 2000 and summer 2006 promo from Channel 10 of Supernatural. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'll put it on Instagram. But yeah, huge shout out to Supernatural Wiki. They were all over it. Um, and I could not believe it when I found it. My mind was blown. So I saw this promo. What? And I need to talk you through 
what I saw. Immediately, <laughs> ACDC, Akadaka is playing. I Probably my favorite song, Highway to Hell. It's so good. It's so iconic. I'm instantly on board. Mm. Second, classic cars. I love a classic car. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So but two third, boxes. So two boxes being ticked, right? Two boxes. But third, and most importantly, was Jensen Ackles. <laughs> oh, right. And Jensen Ackles was in um, a tiny baby J.J. Abrams' first show, I think, which was called Dark Angel, which was a post-apocalyptic American sci-fi drama starring tiny baby Jessica Alba, where she plays a genetically engineered super soldier. It's Oi. <laughs> a great show. So, so oh, I. Wow. Watched Dark Angel. Yes. Um, and it, yeah, it was obsessed with it. I was 13 years old. And Jensen Ackles plays two characters in it. Okay, yeah. Um, he plays twins. So in the, he's, in, he's, he's, he's in the first season and then he's in the second season playing a larger role. He played a guy called Alec who was um, like a ally of tiny baby Jessica Alba. Okay, right. And I'm not kidding. 13-year-old me oh dear. saw this. <gasps> oh, my God. Look at that face. But I saw that, and I'm not kidding. That was my sexual awakening. Oh, I right. saw, and oh. I don't put the picture on Instagram, but I saw him, and I was like, "This is what I'm into." Yeah, and so out. then cut to 2006. <laughs> I see this promo. I seen Jetson Ackles. Mm-hmm. I have no clue who Jared Padalecki is whatsoever, and I'm yeah. like, "Well, mm-hmm. I have no choice but to watch this show." So I watched the first two seasons in real time. So we'll talk about my memories of it. Yep. And then I sort of fell off because I was 19 and I was much more interested in all the different ways that I could insert vodka into my body mm, than yeah. remembering oh, to watch yeah. a television show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, so I took a sort of a gap. And then, yeah, the same time you watched it in 2014 because it came onto Netflix. Oh, um, I did it. And so, so we were Netflix. watching it together. Oh, yeah. Now I'm having like – because um, for those who don't know, Meg and I used to work together. Yes. Sorry. For those who don't know, every single person listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for those who like, like, you know, four fought. friends who are like – Plot listening. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot and a big twist. But Turn speaking it. speaking of the reason I stopped listening, which is alcohol. Yes, of course. Um, we decided to throw it back for the first episode of the first season. We decided to throw mm. it back to what we were drinking in 2005. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. So I was 17, you were 19. Oh, gosh. But that, that makes because it, so it was old. 2005, we were both <laughs> cranking the, the Smirnoff Double, double Blacks. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So we're, we're drinking Smirnoff Double Blacks. Should we talk about the episode? We should talk about the episode. We open. Mm-hmm. Well, first let's let's talk about um let's talk about some some facts of of this episode. So Eric Kripke, he was the creator of the show, oh, yeah, um, yep. and the showrunner for the first five years of the show. Um, so he obviously wrote this episode. He wrote the first oh, episode. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So heads up, guys. Um, don't know a lot about this stuff. I'm I'm going to be learning along with you guys. Yes. So Megan is definitely the more. The, definitely, she's the nerd. I, I'm I the am nerd. nerd by proxy. Yes. I'm nerd by proxy, guys. Nerd by proxy. And it was directed by David Nutter. So David Nutter has a job that I'd never heard of, which I think is a really cool job, which is his job is to direct pilots. Oh. And he has some kind of crazy track record where, like, he directed 12, 13 pilots and 12 of those pilots went to series. But, yeah, so we open on Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, it says 22 years ago, <laughs> but for context of where we are now in 2021, it was 1983. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. We've got Mary, the mum, and baby Dean saying goodnight yep. to new baby Sammy. And then John, the dad, takes Dean to bed. Mary wakes up, at which point I asked myself, 
did they have baby monitors in 1983? I feel like there was a no. Yeah, so Mary wakes up. She thinks she hears John in the bedroom with Sam. Sam's crying. Static and, classic interference. Oh, yes, absolutely classic. classic. She's seeing flickering lights. Yep. Um, she's seeing – and then she goes downstairs and mm-hmm. she sees that John is asleep. Mm-hmm in front of the TV yep. and she realizes whoever's in the bedroom mm-hmm. with Sam is not her husband mm-hmm. and she runs upstairs and then you hear a blood curdling scream. Yep, yep. John, that scream. tiny baby Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, yeah, very tiny. Might I point out in my notes, I did write, it's the walking dad. Oh, sorry, walking dead it's the, dad. It's the not, walking dad, guys. It's the walking dad. I mean, He's the sad? walking dad. <laughs> oh, I mean, mind blown. Yeah, so tiny baby Jeffrey Dean Morgan. In my notes, I did write Jeffrey Dean Anderson, which is a merger of Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) From 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 Stargate. Oh, Um, yes. I I went straight to MacGyver. Yeah. And so John runs upstairs. Mm -hmm. Yep. He sees Sam and then blood starts dripping on Sam's face. And he looks up. And this is just iconic, iconic Mm -hmm. scene. I feel like everybody's seen this where Mary is pinned to the roof. She's been stabbed. She's screaming. And then she's gray. It, she catches on fire. Yep. And John runs out of the room with Sam. He, and then he gives Sam to Dean. Dean runs outside. John mm-hmm. tries to go back to save Mary. He can't save her. Yep. Inexplicably, the room explodes. Um, though I will say it was the 80s. 80s. I was going to so say 80s. Everything so was, was like, polyester. Well, everything it? was flammable. But yes, going back on this. Yes. I don't like baby mobile. And we will talk about it right now because <laughs> you did ask me in a text message. You're like, what's up with baby mobiles? Mate, what's not up with baby mobiles? I have this thing. And I mean, I understand babies don't dangling fluffy objects that they can't see in front of them while playing creepily. Like the music is not like it's not coming from you know Spotify. Mm. It's a weird mobile noise. You've got to crank it to make a noise and then you make it spin. It's weird. Why would you put that in front of your baby's face? What happens if it falls down? What happens if it drops and dead baby? Ba- I find baby, like, baby mobiles are weird. Yes. Don't understand them. Don't understand why they are. Don't understand. Oh, they only exist to be terrifying in horror movies. Yeah. And for me, Kat does not like mobiles. Kat doesn't like mobiles. Yes. Is the, right. is the end result of that. I yeah. do have a question though. Yes. Right. If you wake up, you're hearing a baby noise and you think it's your husband that's at the baby's the figure mm. is wearing a trench coat mm-hmm. with its collar up. Mm. I, I mean, I'm no scientist mother or whatever, but when you're waking up. I think up, this is, yeah, f- famous horror movie problem of yeah. like. My brain goes, hang on, why is my husband, baby daddy, wearing a trench coat looking at my child? Hang on, why you be wearing a where is your rational? Like, I mean, that's the classic horror movie thing, right? Though, it, is. Like, it definitely where it doesn't is. make any sense. Look, we're not even like three minutes into this, into the actual episode, and I'm already like having questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, Back hard to- cut, hard cut to 22 years later. Oh yes, and we have. I'm going to say her name wrong. Adrian Palicki. Palicki. Um, Jess. Yes, who plays Jess? Yes. Um, and we see our first glimpse of teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny baby. Jared Padalecki. Yep. I, because obviously in research. And oh my God. Or also Stanford University. Yes. Though all of this was shot on the set of the OC. Yeah. Right. I know. I don't know what, whose house it was. I was trying to figure it out, like whose house it was. But yeah, all of this is shot. On, all of this, this Stanford stuff is shot on the set of the OC. Like the house is one of the houses from the OC. I don't know whose house. I never watched the OC. Again. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Classic. I, I, I don't know if I want to rewatch it. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, because I've been researching this podcast, obviously I have been watching lots of current day stuff. And mm-hmm. so it is so jarring how young he is. So jarring. He's such a baby. He's 22 here in real life. What? He's so young. He's the same age we were when we met. Isn't oh my that god! Crazy? Yeah. Oh my well, god! When, at the same age, the age I was because I was yeah. twenty-two. Yeah, because I'm a little bit older. So, but yeah. yeah. So oh we cut god. to we cut to 2005, which yep. is quote unquote present day. We see that Jess is getting ready for a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Sam's not interested. He's not into it. Nope. He doesn't like Halloween. Who nope. knows why? Um, oh, twist. I mean, maybe we because of trauma. It. We'll see there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hmm. they go to a party mm-hmm. um, where. Sam reveals that he's going to get into Stanford Law School mm-hmm. um, and that he got like a perfect score essentially. Yep. I did look up. It is pretty much a perfect score, the one that he references. Like oh, it's really? dead set close to being a perfect score. So after the Halloween party, cut to that night, they're asleep in an unreasonably nice share house right? for university students. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. It's very clean. No, it's very clean. It looks like it's properly furnished. It with looks like what not we would the stuff from op shops. Yeah, it kind of looks like what I expect when we were growing up, like when we got to our mid 20s. Like, you start getting the nicer furniture, you start working it out. Like, I understand he's 22 and he's going to university, but he's at university. How yeah, are your no 40 university. <laughs> No university <laughs> student, could, yeah. So it's an unusually, the ramen? but it makes more sense if it's um, if it's actually filmed on the OC. Yeah, definitely. Um, for anyone who never watched the OC, it was a show about rich people in Orange County in California. Oh yes, and it was probably the most early two thousands thing that ever existed. Right, and I, I will not obsessed. be watching it because I, I think I saw one episode at the time it was playing because one of my high school friends was heavily into it, and I was like. This is trash. Oh, it's such trash. It is trash. I am not following it. Someone's in love. It's like. Anyway, cut to that night. Yep. Sam hears something. He goes downstairs. There's someone in his house and they have a pretty intense fight. Mm -hmm. And then the reveal is it's Jensen Ackles playing his brother, Dean. Yep. Baby Um, Dean. Also looking aggressively like a child. Oh, the hair. The spiked straight up here. Though I will say my next note says Sam's hair in all caps locks. Um, and I think that's because his hair is so flippy floppy. It's so it's, cute. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it here right now, you know, making a bold proclam- proclamation. He had the OG Bieber cut because at one oh, point, yeah. at one point his hair's over, like the hair is over his forehead and he looks at the camera. Like he doesn't, he doesn't deadpan to the camera, but he looks like obviously he's talking to, I think Dean, but the camera's in the way of them. But the hair, and I'm like, did he have the original OG Bieber? Because obviously Bieber didn't come out for a couple of years later. No, Bieber was maybe a baby yeah. at this time. Yeah, I feel like I Bieber no was a, a – I feel like baby – I think he may have actually been like a child. But also when you've said um, baby Dean, I also went classic smooth talker Dean. Oh, yeah. What a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, what a total like hello, hello. Like the whole Smurfs t-shirt thing and I was like – Ugh, I'm like, ugh. This, this is uh, one of the few bits that didn't age very no, well. No, it did not. That he's immediately, like, creeping on Sam's girlfriend. Yep. Like, it didn't. And she's in her pajamas. And like. she's in her pajamas. And, of course, they're the teeniest, tiniest pajamas that yes. someone can reasonably wear up to bed. Because they've got to aggressively portray that she's a real hottie, which she is. I'm not oh, denying. Oh, yeah, she's she, definitely 100 She's a slamming hottie. Um, but, yeah, it's the one bit that does not age well. And then we get to the iconic opening line dad's on a hunting trip hasn't been back for a few days 
And then we get the most exposition-heavy scene in the entire episode. That staircase. Yeah, where they're just like, like – Walking down the zigzag staircase. Exposition like, staircase. It, it reminded me of like the staircase, you know, like, paint, like the famous painting, I don't know what it's called, with all the different staircases that go to different rooms – the one where it's like upside down. Yeah, upside down. Yep, there's yep, like yep. stairs going into different places. It was giving me that because of just the way the camera was angling. It's obviously mm. not film them directly and obviously paint a picture, as you said. But it was giving me like, wow, how high is this house? That's, and that's why I, I literally wrote my, where have I got my notes? So let me, uh, the hunting trip. And then I've written, can we talk about those that staircase? Anyway, continue. <laughs> I will. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting that sidebar to go oh, where it did. Oh, look, I was, uh, <laughs> like I said, it was, I think because there was obviously a, a very big point of what's happening, really setting a foundation, mm-hmm. but the foundation was on stairs and I'm like, what is this? And also it was angled at a way that you would just see shadows of them. You wouldn't actually physically see their faces. Yeah. And then you saw the shadow of the stairs and I'm like, this is some artsy shit. It is. It is. Some real like 2000s artsy shit. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is the scene that was the most rewritten out of the whole pilot because oh, really? they cover so much. If you think about it, they cover oh, yeah. how was their childhood. Good. It was not great. What? How did they treat things after their mum died? Uh, they're still hunting for the thing that killed their mum. Yep. Where did Sam go? Why did he leave? Yeah. Where's dad? You're Why is he gone? What's Dean been doing? They hunt monsters. That's what their job is. They're, they're hunters. Don't they're blue-collar the hunters. Like, they – you know, they reveal the car and they reveal the boot of the car. Like they've got to do so much in this one scene. And, and they did. And it's just the most, but it, they do it pretty well. And this was the first time I really paid attention to how much they actually cover. Oh yeah. In the course of this one scene. It's like the foundations, man. Like it was a foundation. Like you, you got the, you know, beginning, middle and not the end, but you've got to where like you, it brought you up mm-hmm. to speed. Like you knew, okay, it's setting the stage for it. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Different, it's definitely setting a stage. And for me, Rewatching it and then obviously having contacts and obviously for the podcast, I was like, that's really smart. And through this episode, I literally wrote, wow, the budget, because budget, because of the things that happened in this episode. Yeah. True. The writing and the dialogue is not forced. It seems no. very natural and organic. Well done, Eric Kripke, you, yeah. you clever bastard. Right. Because I went through this, like, you've written this really well. You've written two characters and you sort of already know what they're about. Mm-hmm. You already know Sam's the independent he wants he doesn't want to be part of what's going mm-hmm. on he wants to forge his own path he wants to be well we assume a lawyer we assume yes. if you're going to law school i mean like, yeah but then you've got dean who's very loyal yes like straight up he's like dad's on a hunting trip wink wink nudge nudge yeah like it's setting it's setting up a tone which For i sure. enjoy which yeah. i enjoy also when they open up the boot i completely forgot about the uh secret compartment of like Men in Black style of like, here's all our guns, here's all the bad things, here's yeah. things that we can, you know. I also love the line where um, Sam is like, oh, you know, I was, I, I, I was afraid of the dark. I was nine years mm-hmm. old, and Dad's given me a gun. Dad's on a hunting trip. Yep, he is hunting something that is taking men off of a highway. Yes, and then we get a hard cut, hard cut to a guy in a car driving. He's talking to his girlfriend on the phone. And he sees, oh, look, a creepy hitchhiker that seems to be flashing in and out of the world. She's turning creepily, holding her dress up, Mm. real safe. Definitely, definitely, definitely pick that person up. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. Did you ever hitchhike? Fuck no. Um, uh, Fuck no. It's a real fuck no. 
you know what? I was a cautious child. I mean, people who know me are like, that tracks. That ticks a box. Megan is sitting here going, yep. I feel like Megan is going to give me a story and yeah. I feel like I'm going to sit here and my mouth is going to be so wide open. It's going to look like Luna. It's going to look like the Luna. It's going to look like the Luna Park mouth because I was not that child. Such a mood that, honest to God, I because I was thinking. No, really quickly, sorry to interrupt you again, but going back, what did you think my answer was going to be? Oh, I, I knew you, there was no chance you were ever going to Oh, yeah. Tired. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But I was like, when I was thinking about this and I was thinking about it, what, what made me laugh and what's making me laugh now yes. about your response is that I did have to think about it. Oh. As to whether or not I had ever hitchhiked. Oh, right. Like I did have to take a beat to be like, because at first I was like, of course. And then I was like, oh, it's very on brand if I did hitchhike. Um, I didn't, I, know, I knew I'd never hitchhiked alone. Okay, right. That's But better. I did think, did I, was I ever with a friend and we were trying to get somewhere or go somewhere yeah. and we, this was before we had licenses or maybe we were underage and drinking. I never hitchhiked. I can tell you that even oh. with friends, I did think about it. What I will say is that I absolutely got in cars of friends of friends of friends uh, without knowing if that person, no. So it was more just like, again, the friend, like there's one particular thing that I'm thinking about where yeah. I got in the car of a friend of a friend yep. to go from one party to another party on New yep, Year's. Yep. And I now that that person was absolutely not sober and driving back the next morning, that person absolutely wasn't not sober. Oh dear. And I definitely had a moment where I was like, what the hell are you doing? Um, so I definitely never hitchhiked, but I also didn't necessarily make good choices. What I love about this scene though, is when he picks her up, which you don't pick up, pick up hitchhikers. I think that don't hitchhike and don't pick up hitchhikers. They could be ghosts. Um, but he picks her up and I love this visual of when you get, she gets into the car, you can't see her. Yeah. It's such a strong visual. When they turn it, so, like when they, like when the car's driving, you see the silhouette of him driving. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like when she gets into, cause she's getting into the car and the second you, she gets into the car, you can't see her silhouette in yeah. the car and then yes. you don't see her close the door. Like nothing closes the door. It closes itself. Yeah. And that's just such a strong visual. And mm-hmm. this is obviously the classic vanishing hitchhiker story which is you pick someone up and then you take them back to their house and either they disappear and there's it's an abandoned house which is what happens in this this episode or you go there and like you know an old lady opens the door and they're like oh that was my son and he died 45 years ago whatever like classic vanishing hitchhiker oh yeah um story so yeah so he takes her home um because she's hot essentially my note is men being pervs is their undoing yeah, um, look, and I, I li- stand by that. <laughs> I literally wrote, okay, dark road with with a sexy lady in a mm-hmm. white dress because let's be real, that doesn't equal drama at all. No, no, it doesn't. It's it's you know. I also had a moment where when he was talking, when the driver of the car was talking to his girlfriend, mm-hmm. you couldn't see the phone. Yeah, and then when he sort of panned to, when the camera and his face sort of panned to the camera. It was a very tiny flip phone. Oh, my God. My note says, oh, my God, so many tiny flip phones. <laughs> so tiny. <laughs> so he takes her home and mm-hmm. she he gets to the house and it's all abandoned. Yep. And he turns around and she's gone. Yep. Um, which is, like I said, standard vanishing hitchhiker. Yep. He creeps up to the house and he opens the door and a bird flies out and freaks him out. And he jumps back in the car and drives away. And the bird actually wasn't in the script. That was something they did on the day. 
And oh. I think it's such a good way to like get him back in the car oh, and get him driving him, away. Yeah. And then he turns around, standard jump scare, absolutely every horror film. She's in the back of the car. Yep, yep. I also like when he does rock up and seeing the sadness in her eyes and her never go home. Like yes. I, I never go home. She sort of does the, you know, flickering out, she disappears. Mm-hmm. And then you can just see like the hand yeah. on, the, on the windscreen. I was like, oh, we all know where this is going. He's such a good visual. Such a good visual. And it's like. Is she coming from what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. clearly she doesn't live here because clearly, I mean. Yeah, no but, one lives here. No. But, yeah, I kind of forget. Like, again, this episode, it's a budget. Like, it's a pilot. Yeah. There are so many – there's so many layers. Like, it's mm-hmm. setting things up really well. Oh, yeah. It's telling – we've got a bit of a setup from, like, the boys. Mm-hmm. Now we're moving into the, the the episode arc itself. Yeah, the monster of the week. The monster – exactly. Monster. Funny you say that because that's what Jess said. She's like, when you watch the show, it's very much – who is the monster of the week? Yeah, and that's actually something that came from X Files. The ah, idea of monster and, of the week, and like, then and then he crashes through a bridge that's closed. That's yes, and that, then she murders him because <laughs> she's a ghost, and that's what ghosts do. Yep, pretty much. And I mean, also, and we'll talk about later on it, 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 through the seasons. But I love when he's on the bridge and the cu- the, the little mini is rocking, and then you mm-hmm. see the two paintball gunish. Oh yeah. Like, and oh, yeah. it's a blood spider on the windscreen. And you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. But also, I did giggle. I was giggling to myself. I'm like, oh, it's like someone's, you know, you know someone is like in the props department, is on the side going, okay, car shaking and press. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So now we cut back to Dean and uh, Sam. They're at a truck stop. Yep. They're getting fuel. Dean is getting Horrible junk food for breakfast. Of course. And we find out a little bit more about how they do this whole hunting thing. Yes. Which is that they run credit card scams. Oh, yes. And we get kind of the second iconic um, line from from this episode, which is Sam is rooting around through Dean's cassette cassette collection. And for the children out there. The children's. A cassette is something that you would use to listen to music in your car or maybe on something called a Walkman. Um, it preceded the CD, which oh, in turn yep. um, preceded Spotify. And it also is in ha- Australia, we call it a tape. We do call it a tape. We don't we say do cassette. Tape. We, we say tape. Yep. Um, but I'll say cassette because that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam is getting up in Dan- Dean's Grill about his allegedly terrible music mm-hmm. taste, which I strongly disagree with. Oh, yeah. 100%. And and Dean says um, that Driver chooses the music mm. and Shotgun shuts his cake hole. So I will say that in the DVD, and this isn't the case on streaming, which I think is to do with music rights, uh, it's actually ACDC when they take off, which is what was originally in the broadcast. And I will say it is better because uh, Eric Kripke really loves his classic rock. He actually, at the time in the WB, which was uh, before the CW, which is the network that does does the show or or did the show, they – obviously preferred the the more contemporary sort of indie music at the time. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But, and so what he would do is he would write the music cues into the script. So instead of just saying like rock music plays as they drive away, mm. he would say ACDC plays back in black or whatever the yep, case might yep. be. And so that way they had to at least try and go get the rights, which I thought was really cool. That was how he got yeah, around it where he's that. like, no, no, no. I want this music and you have to put it in. It becomes part of the brand. Like it's almost oh, yeah, like, absolutely. you know, we we – it obviously becomes a bit of a theme and I enjoy mm-hmm. that. I didn't know that because that's really yeah. good to know because there are some episodes and, again, we'll talk about it, where I'm like, I've cried in this TV show because of the music shows. Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad that that's a thing. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, generic rock music plays. I say, you know, Lee. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he wrote your money. <laughs> he wrote he wrote this he wrote the songs into the script. Oh, amazing. Um, so they're driving into town and they see the marshals on the bridge of with the abandoned <laughs> car. Yes, and I just want to call out because I watched this with the director's commentary. Yes, and yes. this whole scene where like Jen, uh, Dean is being real sassy and mm. like really going in yeah, to get information from them. <laughs> they described it as Jensen having moxie which is the only word I would like to use to describe Jensen Ackles for the remainder of this podcast. Yes. Is, is describing him as having moxie. Rewatching it, I was just like, oh, you jerk. I, I didn't have moxie. I was like, oh, I'm definitely on the Sam scale when it comes to confrontation. Okay. Like, I am very sassy. Like, do not get me wrong. I'm a sassy child. I am a sassy child. But when it comes to, like, authority, it's a different – like, I am definitely a Sam. Yeah. I do not go Dean because I'm just like, you know what? That's how you get yourself into trouble. Yes, right? which is which is Dean's, Dean's preference. Shtick. It's definitely sh- – he's, he's, I wouldn't say shtick, but he seems to – he's he's wily. Yes. He's very wily. Yes. Well, uh, yes. They uh, – the marshals ask – well, the, the cops ask, aren't you a bit young for marshals? To which I say yes. Yes. They um, are babies. Jared Padalecki is 22 years old. There's no bags under their eyes. So when they're leaving uh, Mm -hmm. after talking to the cops and kind of getting an idea about what was going on, that this guy's just disappeared, there's no evidence of the splattered blood. Nope. It's just gone now. Oh, that's right. We see two FBI agents um, and Dean calls them Mulder and Scully and Uh. Teen Me and currently cracked up so hard about it. I thought it was so funny. Uh, So firstly, they go into town and they meet the girlfriend of the guy and yep, they interview yep. her and we get that kind of classic urban myth like, you know, there was this girl one time and she got murdered and blah, 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 blah. They go to the library mm-hmm. uh, to do some research yep. and this was the first scene that they ever filmed together. Yeah, so see, this was their ah. first ever film scene I mean, I, together. I always, Isn't it cute? In my head, I always think that they just filmed from like start to finish and obviously. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's not how, like, I, no. mean, I mean, side note, really quick story. I thought as a child, mm-hmm. baby cat. I thought that when films were filmed, they were filmed in like the decade they were filmed in. So when I was like six or seven, I thought Greece was filmed in the actual 50s and my brain could not understand how John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John were still like pretty and not decapitated. Like, not, not decapitated. Decrepit, weren't decapitated. Not decapitated. <laughs> decrepit. Because my brain's like, but this was filmed in the 50s. What's going on? And my dad happened to be like, <laughs> very literal very me yes so yes but anyway yeah so this was the first scene that they filmed because no they don't they don't film things in order they film them all over the shop yes and yeah i, I kind of like this because you sort of see how they work together as brothers yeah and they work out that it's actually not a murder it was a suicide on mm. the bridge yes um and that she killed her kids and then she committed suicide. then she committed suicide yeah and they uh, go to the bridge where she where she committed suicide, mm-hmm. and we get another kind of exposition heavy section because mm-hmm. they they have a fight on the bridge. Yes, about what they're doing and why they're doing it, and that they're trying to find their dad. But now they seem to be doing this ghost hunt instead, and Sam's yep. pretty pissed off about about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they see her, they see the ghost. Um, yes, at the bridge. She's standing on the bridge and then she falls off the bridge and they yell, where did she go? Guys, she's a ghost. She disappeared because she was a ghost. And then they uh, go to look for her and they see the car and the car turns on by itself. The Impala, yes. And Sam's like, who's driving the car? Again, guys, it's a ghost. 
Dean yeah, holds up the keys and, and he jingles them. And yes. he jingles them. <laughs> and then they get chased by the car. <laughs> And they jump off of the bridge. Dean ends up in the river and Sam ends up clinging on to the side. A a standard, like, clearly this is where an ad break would have happened. Yes, absolutely. There was a bit of a black screen. Yes. For, like, a second or two. And then it cuts back to, yes, them like, Sam hanging on the side of the bridge. And you're like, where the flip is Dean? Like, where is he? And then he's shouting, Dean, Dean, Dean." which I'm not actually going to shout because you blow out the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, it will hurt your eardrums. But I also enjoy, like, this is the start of, like, slapstick humour. and I was Yeah, it's it. like this little bit of humour and it's that funny thing of that Dean went in the river and Sam didn't. It's very, like, at the end of Ghostbusters. Yeah. When Bill Murray um, is the only one that doesn't have any marshmallow on him in the end and everyone else is, like, covered in marshmallows. So it's very that sort of vibe. Yeah, it's very. Um, which I think is really, really gives, funny. But back to the bridge. There are, um, so Dean's crawling out of the river mm-hmm. covered in mud. Yeah. Hilarious. And they decide that they need to go and find a motel, which they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the motel owner is like, oh, is this like a family reunion because their dad is using the same credit card um, and it's an unusual name. And so they find their dad's room and they break mm-hmm. in and it's just like the classic red string yeah. tied on the walls, just like Conspiracy pictures everywhere, yeah. like all of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But they work out that their dad's worked out who – who it is it's a woman in white mm-hmm. um, and this side of it is based on a mexican american or a mexican i should say uh folk tale called la llorona so for those who don't know the story of la llorona i'll give you a quick summary which is that a uh man mar- uh, marries a woman that is below his standing his economic standing and uh they have some kids together and then eventually um he leaves her and she's devastated. And then many years later, and this is a broad strokes of the tale. Um, if you do want a more detailed listening, uh, sort of retelling of it, I definitely encourage you to listen to. And that's why we drink. I'll put a note, a link in our show notes mm-hmm. um, because uh, M covers it in incredible detail in one of the episodes. And I absolutely recommend that. But basically, he she eventually sees the husband again many years later um, with another woman and she goes mad and drowns her children in the river and oh. then she kills herself right. um, trying to rescue them once she realizes what she does. And sort of the general version of the folk, the, the tale is that she goes to heaven, they ask her where her children are, they're not with her, and so she's forced to wander lonely by rivers in, uh, I think it's Mexico, but also Guatemala. But, yeah, so Dean then goes and has a shower mysteriously his coat gets cleaned I did, I, I did click on that this time I'm like it gets leather you don't yeah, put leather in you, the shower no you do not and um going back a little bit it's the first time we actually hear the um their relationship where yes. they call their names where it's like jerk bitch, bitch. yeah and I, I had to go back because it's very much in my notes and I'm mm-hmm. like it's the start it's definitely setting a tone of where the relationship and yes. the layers but yes I do love the fact that when he does come out very clean very quickly very quickly yes he's obviously flicking up I what caught my eye actually was when he flicked the jacket and the collar came up. I was like, hang on, didn't you go into the water and it was covered in mud? It wasn't that a thing? Unless he's got two jackets, which I feel Dean's iconic leather jacket is mm-hmm. one. Yes. Because it's iconic, right? Yes. Uh, I will say Dean is wearing so much jewelry. He's wearing rings. He's got bracelets on. He's got a necklace on. And I just want to say personally, I approve yeah. of men wearing more jewelry. So Dean goes out for to get something to eat 
and mm-hmm. he notices the cops that he's seen before. They <laughs> see him. He realizes he's been spotted. Yeah. Um, but he gets in touch with Sam and tells Sam to take off. On a tiny phone. On a tiny, tiny flip phone. Um, and then Dean gets arrested. Dean goes to the uh, police station and this is the first time that we see their dad's journal. Yes, that journal. Because they found a bunch of his stuff, including the, the cops found a bunch of his stuff, including his journal. And they've sort of clocked Dean for not being who he says he is. Mm-hmm. And they want to know what a um, message is for Dean that's in dad's journal, which is uh, some numbers. Yeah. If I've one, one, one. Yes. They, we then cut back to Sam. Sam's decided to go find the husband mm-hmm. of the woman in white. I do like that this scene where Sam is interviewing the husband is mm-hmm. the first indication that you get of just how fucking tall Jared Padalecki mm-hmm. is. He is a ginormous human. Yep. And this is the first time that you get it in concept, context because Jensen Ackles is also quite tall. And so you don't really get the sense no. that Jared Padalecki towers over most humans and until you see towers, them, yeah. Ta- like until you sort of see him next to a normal sized human, which also, is the husband. Just seeing him not from like the waist up, mm-hmm. like because a lot of it they they're sitting down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know when they're researching at the library, they're sitting mm-hmm. in the car. You're seeing a lot of like you know mid above belly button above. Yeah. Um, so he's interviewing the husband and he sort of tells the, tells the story or sets it up of what a woman in white is in the context of this story, in the context yeah. of the world of supernatural, which Definitely. is that it is a man, it is a woman whose husband is unfaithful. Yep. Um, she then murders their kids and then she kills herself and then she's doomed to haunt the mortal plane. We then cut back to Dean and who's still in the police station and the police get a 911 call for someone <laughs> firing shots um, and they handcuff him to the bench. And I do he- love when they do this though. It's when they do when they do this and they're like, do you need to go to the bathroom? And my brain's like, why would you ask that? It's such a weird question. And then they <laughs> immediately handcuff him to a table. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, because you're going to handcuff him. I'm not putting him in a – I feel like it's a very small town thing because yes. – I feel like it feel like if you go you've got a suspect and you feel like they've done some shady stuff, which mm-hmm. is what Dean has done, you're gonna put well, him in a cell. I mean, yes, in the sense of the real world, but no in the sense of the hunter world. Like yeah, no, they haven't done not. anything wrong. I just really just want to point out that I'm ninety nine percent sure that you cannot pick a handcuff with a paper clip. I'm almost a hundred percent certain that they would have been designed to not be able to do that i'm just gonna i've, I've reached i've just reached my phone because i'm going to google you're going to google this okay you keep talking i'm going to google so if you just hear some frantically tippy tapping that's me so um dean escapes using a paper clip to break out of the handcuffs which again i'm not entirely sure is possible is want to point out that i literally typed in can you pick hand and it's already asked me did you mean pick handcuffs with a paper clip there are a few ever. There are apparently the according to the security blogger. Mm-hmm. There are a few methods that can open handcuffs without a key. The first method is picking the lock. You can use a paperclip, bobby pin, or other metal object to act like a key by bending it in a similar length to a standard handcuff key. 
So the answer is maybe. It sounds like maybe you can. And look, let's be real. Like, Dean is resourceful. Dean is very resourceful. He's very resourceful. So I feel like... He's wily. He's got moxie. He's got moxie. I'm going to say wily. You said moxie. I'm, I'm taking... going to say moxie to explain Jensen Ackles for the remainder of this podcast. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. I'm going to say wily because very much... I mean, similar tone, right? But... Yeah, so he calls on a pay phone, which for the for the children out there is a phone that you need to pay to use. Mm-hmm. And he... Because he, he worked out that Sam called in a fake one nine fake 911 call which mm-hmm. is how um he got away and it's just kind of that sense of like they they know each other and they know how each other works and even though they're kind of estranged mm. they really get each other and they get everything and i mean like it really he knew his brother was in jail and like mm-hmm. you said like they were estranged but it's very much they know it's very much like follow the path kind of thing like oh this person's in jail how do we get them out to help us continue our investigation Oh, let's do this thing. Yeah. It's very much like a flowchart. If they're in this situation, yeah. do this next step kind of exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Like very they, they work really well together. Yeah. Um, so just as they're talking, Sam basically runs over the ghost. Oh, yeah. And so he's she's in the back of the car and she's saying, take me home. And he's like, no. Get and, out. Um, and she locks the doors and she starts to drive. She's driving the car without him mm. and... They get back to the house and he's like, you can't, you can't hurt me. I've not been unfaithful. And so she teleports herself on top of him and starts getting real sexy. And I have a question, which is, can you fuck a ghost? Because obviously the implication is she's going to be the one to make him cheat and then he, she can kill him. Um, can you fuck a ghost? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I did. That was my note, which was, can you fuck a ghost? And then my next note is, Sam goes rogue and drives into the house because she's saying, take me home. And then she says, I can never go home. So he just drives straight into that house. I love that he says, like, the 80s action movie things, Mm -hmm. like, I will take you home. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Clearly, clearly that line was designed to then be in the trailer. Yes. Um, of 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 it because oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's such a it's such a cheesy action film. Yeah, it's very eighties horror. It's very it gives me it's giving me Die Hard vibes. Yes, Die Hard or like a Terminator, yeah, Predator type of situation. Yeah. But yeah, Sam Sam goes rogue. He drives the car straight mm-hmm. into the house, and she gets out of the car. They're doing a lot of the really kind of classic early two thousands. You know, she's kind of teleporting all over the shop. She's There's very a lot of jarring, like, very jarring. Yes, like, um, and we see her children at the top of the stairs. I might point out her children were dressed very much children of the corn. Yes, so it was very like uh, sort of Asian <gasps> horror film references, like the the, the um, grudge. Yes. The grudge, the yeah. ring, the kind of. So Dean shows up. He's obviously run back to the house because mm-hmm. he knows Sam's in trouble and – we realise that Sam has worked it out. He's worked out that she can never go home because this is where she killed her children and her children were there and they were waiting for her. Yes. And they come downstairs. In a very jarring. In a very jarring, scary way Mm -hmm. and they grab her and they take her to hell. Unclear. Unclear. Because Down she just the like floor. Yes. They it's just like she they're melting and there's lots it's of screaming. kind of fire and like it's Water. really it's simultaneously really terrifying and really dated <laughs> CGI. And it's also like what? Cuz I was very much like but the kids are innocent. They haven't mm. done anything wrong. 
are, are they, they going to hell? Are they going? Because that was my question. Like I literally wrote, like, are they going to hell? Because I was confused. Like, obviously they want revenge. Yes. Of their mother killing them, which you totally get. They've defeated the ghost. Yes. Or, um, well, Sam has. Sam um, has. He, he, De- Dean was just there. Dean was just there. He shot at the ghost, um, which is. Oh, yes, he did yeah, too. And, yeah. and then you Sam's like, ghosts. you can't shoot ghosts, mm. which uh, in the, the commentary they, they do mention. And Eric Kripke's like, yeah, that's why I wrote that line, to make up for my own terrible plotting, which was yeah. that I made Dean shoot the ghost even though you can't shoot ghosts. But that's, but that's a very, you know. Moxie Dean thing to do. Yeah, he's, he's like, just I'm going to help fix the thing. I'm mm-hmm. going to fix the thing. It's like when you get those men's like, I'm going to fix a thing and they've got a hammer and it's like, this situation doesn't need a hammer. Exactly. This is a very much, this situation didn't need a gun. Exactly. And that's fine. Exactly. So they're driving, they're back, they're driving. Um, they've worked out, well, Dean's worked out that the numbers are coordinates mm-hmm. and it's a place called Blackwater yes. Ridge and he's saying to Sam that we could, get there really quickly you know we could get there yeah, in the morning in the morning if we if we really tried and sam's like sorry i've got to go back to to college um back i've got stanford because i've got my interview mm-hmm. um to get into stanford law and dean looks so sad it looks it looks like someone ripped out his heart and stood I know. he looks like he's just like but bro i know bro, come on we're so good together you know you want it ex- yeah ex- very- exactly and so Sam gets home. He gets back to his unusually nice share house. With um, his lovely lady. With his lovely lady who he thinks is in the shower. Oh, boy. And he lies on the ground. Uh, no, he lies on the ground. Oh, he lies on the ground. He lies on the ground, which is actually the bed. He lies on the bed. <laughs> he lies on the bed. And um, very similar to the start of the episode, uh, we see some blood drip on his face. He looks up and Jess is pinned to the ceiling. She's been stabbed just like his mum. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, she bursts into flames just like his mum did. Yep, he's Dean, screaming. He's screaming. Dean bursts in in a deleted scene just for if anyone's wondering how Dean knew to come back. Um, there is a deleted scene where he gets in the Impala and he turns it on and the radio starts crackling <gasps> and it starts flickering on and off and so he, that, oh, and he sees the, the lights, the street lights flickering and so then he knows to run oh, in. See, that makes so, sense. Yeah. I, and I, they obviously cut it for time. Like I will say the whole episode when I was watching it, they cut through this. Like the editing is so sharp. Like they cut from scene to scene so quickly. Like yeah. they have so much to get done in this one episode yeah. and they do it really well. They do a full monster of the week yep. successfully. Mm-hmm. They set up all of her folklore, why they have to kill her, yep. how they how they kill her. It sort of all makes sense. Mm. Um, Very rounding it out, packaging up yeah. for the week. Yeah. But then they also do all of the setup of – you know, this mysterious creature killed their mum and they grew up as hunters now because mm. of this horrible thing and that mm. their dad's missing and that Sam tried to get out and that Dean is the kind of more loyal son. Like mm. they get a lot done and they're cutting hard. They're cutting really fast, yeah. really short scenes. Like it's really, really tightly paced. Um, and so obviously they cut that scene for time. And so, which makes sense because they're like, we just don't have time. We've got yeah. 42 minutes oh, to get all been, of this done. It would have been mm. so good to see it because like for me, when I re- was rewatching it and I see him like burst in, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, was Sam, like, did Dean have car trouble? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, what like, led them, what led him to be like, well, I'm going to go back in. His, in my head, I wrote it off. His brother instincts, his older brother protecting because he's very protecting his loyal 
that's where I wrote it off. I was like, exactly. he knew something was wrong yeah. and he had to go and check on his brother. And obviously when he's rocked up, he's like, oh snap, I know what's happening. Yeah. I have I was alive and have a vivid memory of this happening to mum. Yeah, exactly. So he saves Sam. Unfortunately, Jessica just dies. Yep. Um, which is a really bold move for a first episode of a TV show straight to, up. to straight up kill the girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, they've killed um, two people in this episode. Yeah, two people have died, not people... to mention all of the people that died because, because of, of the, the woman in white. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> multiple mean, deaths in one episode. Two female characters that were obviously always going to die, sounds horrible, yeah. but impacting characters like yeah. your mother, your mum. Yeah. She's dying. Like obviously Sam doesn't remember and he makes reference in – I think when they're having a bit of a tiff at the beginning of the like middle of the episode, like middle of the episode Mm -hmm. where he's like, I don't have memories of mom and I don't remember her. Yeah. Now it's kind of full circle moment because now his girlfriend who he loves dearly and was potentially, if he stayed on this path of uni and whatnot, Mm -hmm. he would have married her. Yeah. That's definitely the implication is that they're in like a serious relationship and like that they really love each other and, and that they're really committed to each other. Yes. So he's got some revenging to do is what my note says. Yep. And my last note on on this was, um, which I believe was the last line of the episode, which mm-hmm. was, we have work to do. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of We Will Talk About It. Go subscribe to us on your preferred podcast listening app, wherever you listen to us. Yep. Tell a friend if they like Supernatural, if they like to – Mildly tipsy girls talking about TV shows um, and trying to pretend like they know what they're talking about. Uh, go follow us on Instagram. We will talk about it pod. If you want any of our show notes, they will be on our website. We will talk about it.com and come back next week where we will be talking about season one, episode two, Wendigo. Stay safe and don't pick up ghost hitchhikers. Okay. Bye guys. Bye.